All right, welcome to another commute. We're going to title this 3D Printing and Stuff. Stuff. So, and the stuff will mean, uh, well, obviously stuff. Stuff for 3D printing. The stuff, yeah. Well, stuff to do with, I was thinking more of stuff to do with 3D printing. 3D printing. Okay. Because we're obviously, we're a gamer group, go figure, so our subject is gaming. Which, obviously, 3D printing doesn't really apply to video games much, except that it does a little. So it does, a it, little bit. It does. You could custom print yourself yep. a, uh, a drink holder for your chair. Yeah, you, uh, you could custom print. I've seen um, charging stands for your, your Xbox and your PlayStation controllers. Oh, yeah. Did you yep. get 3D print? So that's that the other stuff is some of the, the, the gaming-like accessories that could be 3D printed. The other example I will talk about is the RC stuff. Like I've been talking, you know, that one Defender I have, I want to 3D print armored windows and stuff for it because I want to make it Mad Max-ish looking. Or more military, not so much Mad Max as um, desert military, because the thing's painted tan anyway. Your so, version of a futuristic yeah, or whatever. I mean, military. it's a Land Rover Defender, so one could definitely... So, modify one, it. One could argue that it's a British military vehicle for use in the desert with the that style of, you know, Humvee armored windows and everything. Yeah. I thought it, it looked cool. The body's kind of uh, a little tore up anyway, and the windows are all cracked and broken. So, I mean, really, if I 3D print both sides of the window and then um, just poke holes through the body to put the screws through and screw the, the plates through the body, one, I don't have to worry about replacing the plastic on the windows anymore. And, you know, it it'll looks look cool. like plated armor. Yeah, yeah. it'll look. And if it rolls over and it cracks it, then maybe I'll print another one. Who cares? You know? Probably wouldn't crack, though, because the printed stuff is. The printed is pretty good. It's pretty mean, sturdy. I mean, it, it's going to be a little thinner, so. It, the, the right kind of impact would crack it, but it'd have to be the right kind of impact. You know, you definitely, it has to fall over on its side and hit a rock or something right on that point to, to actually crack it. But there's a lot of a little accessories. Now, other accessories, like there is, looking at the 3D print files online, there is tons and tons and tons and tons of mounts for GoPros for all sorts of different things, including mounting them to your RC. So you could we could three D print mounts now. Yeah, you've been three. You just got a three D printer. I got right? a resin three D printer, so I'm working on resin three D printing. You're and still using these um, SLA PLA whatever printer, which is good for printing big things. Yeah, it works pretty good on printing the castles um, for the game. Yeah, it, so um, it, it can definitely print. But it does things. not have the detail it, level. The detail level is definitely not quite there. Um, and doing the resin 3D printing, because it's such a different process, I've learned a lot about 3D printing and 3D design, basically. We'll say 3D design, because really that's what it is. Um, I'm by no means an expert. I'm still very much a beginner. Uh, no doubt about that. But, you know, it's, it's a learning process. I even paid for some courses to learn how to do 3D design on Blender and um, how to do 3D resin printing. And, uh, Actually, that's so, that's smart though, Clint, because yeah. then you don't got to guess. And no. why why not learn? Because so many things, especially with RPG stuff, you do yep. tabletop gaming, yeah. war gaming that we do. There's the printing for us is part of gaming, mm -hmm. so it's just a natural and, step up. And I mean, the overall goal is for us to design terrain, like we've been talking about for what two, three years now, five years. Yeah, since you know, since we started working together. So at this point, back in is eighteen eighty nine. Yeah, something like somewhere that. back when back to the yeah. turn of the century. Yeah, feels like. 
we've been talking about a long time and we so have making a in, and we have ideas but yep. see you have so, to have something to bring the ideas to life sorry yeah. I didn't mean to no you you're Go fine ahead. you're right on tra- target there so it's a matter of now is the time to start doing it so I want to do 3D I, or I want to do 15 millimeter train for like Flames of War and Team Yankee um, I mean my printer is capable of printing small building heck that one warehouse that I have the one factory building I even have I can print one on my 3D printer um, obviously we don't want to copyright stuff but well if you're making your own things yeah, for the game so then, you're not copywriting anything nope, you're then just I printing can, your own stuff so my thought was to design and 3D print the test and then go ahead and still resin cast or cast in you know silicone mold and resin cast it based off the silicone mold because then you're not straining the 3D printer to constantly making copies of something. Not that the 3D printer is slow by, I mean, mine's pretty fast, but I think if we had two or three molds, if we need to 3D print something for a sales order, it could be 3D printed and done, but we could just keep casting molds, let them cure, reuse the mold, let it cure. Oh, yeah, you you know, take way less strain off your machine. And really, if it's something where I have to print like say a terrain set let's say a, a five piece terrain set that each piece of terrain is the size of my print bed obviously it would take forever for me to print it whereas I can just put it in a tray dump some liquid you know silicone resin in there it's done in 10 silicone mold you know oh, take an hour or yeah. two to cure it now I've got a five part mold that I just mix the resin and pour in and, and I can completely cast an entire terrain set to sell uh, right away, so I could do three to five at a time, put them up for sale. Once I get down to maybe two, cast three to five more, you know. Well, then I don't have to rely on the 3D printer, but the 3D printer is there for designing. There's, well, that works because once yeah. the mold is made, the resin, because we've already made some things on yeah. our own, and I've experimented actually making the mold is a little expensive, but if you're going to use it to mold something that's yours, you can sell, you'll get yeah. your money back now. Yeah. The resin, like Alumilite, it cures in about... It's done in like three minutes. Yeah. Literally, you have and a minute of mixing time, and then you pour it, and in three to five minutes, setting, it's yeah. a solid piece to and take And Alumilite does sell a 3D curing resin. So I'm going to look into that. They do? Or a, a UV curing resin. UV? Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So you you still got to mix it, but you cure it with UV light. So very similar ah. to what the resin that my 3D printer is doing. See, I didn't know so, that I've been using their Part A, Part B yeah, stuff. Yeah, so have I. Which I, is awesome. But the thing resin. I like with their Part A, Part B is because they have some resin that you can use to, the best example is make a snowmobile mud flap. They literally show you the one resin and they make a snowmobile mud flap with it, which means, you know, it's flexible. It's rubberized. It, it, it's got a lot of flex and give. It's not going to wear or break easily. So if we had terrain pieces that we know there's a risk of it falling off the table or something, we can use that resin to cast those terrain pieces in. Because you can still sand it, you can still paint it, you can still do a lot of stuff with it. It's not true rubber, you know. It, it's not like a tire or anything. Yeah, um, no, it's solid. You know, almost plastic. Almost, yeah. So that would be the smart thing to do with that resin. Now that resin is a little more expensive, but you cast enough pieces that you're selling who cares at that point it'll pay for itself eventually it's actually not that much more expensive it's like ten dollars more than the regular residence so it's not really that much you know for the same size bottles but that one mixes a you know a 50 50 mix so it's a one-to-one ratio and i i really don't like 10 to 1 mix stuff i'm going to try to get away from 10 to 1 if i can 
that it confused me because yeah. you got to break it down sometimes. So I just the the easiest way for me, Clint, was this. Now this might sound cheating, but so I you know the piece that I made the broken World War II right. house, right? Yep. Well, once what I did, you guys, is I took some clay, made a handmade a broken World War II house, and baked it, and then I took it and made a mold. When I got the mold made, I was like. How am I going to figure out exactly how much resin to use? So what I did, Clint, is I filled the mold level with water. Mm -hmm. Then I dumped the water in a measuring cup, and then I then poured it into the, sh the little shot cups. And it said, okay, two full ounces. So then I knew I needed an ounce of A and yep. an ounce of B. Yep. And it's something like that. So you can do it that way. Yeah, and that's kind of how I do it, so and that makes sense. For a 50-50 mix... It there's, worked out great. So. There's, of course, a giant mathematical formula to calculate. Yeah, but I don't. I'm like, I, uh, first of all, the interesting, now, slight tangent, and I do mean slight. The interesting I've seen with all these mathematical equations and formulas is, yes, you can use the mathematic equations and formulas to try to figure out what you need and how you yeah, need it. But it's, or you can do like we did and just dump water in and dump into a measuring cup. And there you go. This is exactly what you need. Now you yep. figure out it. And problem solved. <laughs> I don't understand why people go to extremes. I mean, if you love math, great. I do not love math. I don't hate math, but I don't love math. I'm not going to use a formula <laughs> to figure out an yeah. area of a mold I made. Like, this fits in it? Good. We're going to do this. Trial and error. Usually, mixing resin two or three times, you kind of figure out your consistency and your mix ratio. And then you just write it on the mold. Because yeah. most of the silicone molds, if you use a felt tip marker like a Sharpie, just write one ounce this, one ounce part A, one ounce part B. Yep. You know, and it's on the mold. Well, I had no choice because I'm looking yeah. at how do I figure this? And I thought, no, I'm just going to throw water in here because you yeah. can let the mold dry. Yeah. You know, turn upside down, it's going to dry, but yep. won't hurt your mold any. No. And it gave me exactly... And then what I would do is I took a toothpick, or not a toothpick, I'm sorry, those popsicle sticks yeah. that you get in bags. So when I poured the mold, the resin in the mold, I just ran that over the top, yeah. leveled it off, and boom. When it cured, I had a piece. Now, I did sell enough of those to actually pay back. I earned the money back on the mold and the resin. So that's good. So I got to learn. I got to make a piece for myself, and I, I didn't make money. Yeah. But I replenished but you, you, what I used. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because with shipping, I mean, and if you sell something for three or five bucks that costs you two dollars to make, yeah, and resin's not cheap, so it's no, about a dollar an ounce, really. Yeah, the 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 good, yeah, yeah. Now, the other thing I like, I told you before, I'm looking at that UV resin that I have for the printer. Can be, I'm I'm trying to see if I can pour it into a mold and UV cure it in the mold. So some of the smaller pieces, like the islands for. Uh, sales of glory or, or even you know was it um oh my god oak and iron, oak and iron. thank you i couldn't Qu question though if you will the uv light cure it all the way from That's, the bottom to the top that is, is i'm wondering i have to figure out the process because those i know you can do in stages so my thought is ah never mind small I mold uh pour, pour some in cure pour it. a little in cure it with the uv light for like two or three seconds pour some, pour more. some more in cure it until the, the whole thing so it's basically just cured enough that you can get it out of the mold and then set it in the and sun. then yeah set it in the sun or a curing station because you know, i've got a curing well you've station. got the curing station yeah right? so, so okay that's going to be one of those that those those little islands are so small that that's a great test subject because i'm using almost none of my liquid resin uh to do it because really a thousand milliliters of that liquid resin is like 30 bucks it's cheap 
and I'm using the environmentally, sorry, the air quotes here, environmentally friendly resin, which is made from actual plant-based. Vegetable-based. Based, yeah. yeah, and then the water-soluble stuff, which is easy to clean up. So if I can do that with the water-soluble and the environmental resin, and it's the same price. You pay the same price for the environmental as the non-environmental. So really, there, there's no benefit to it. So far, from what I've seen online with the tests and stuff, they all cure about the same. You just got to adjust your, your cure times. You're, you got to reset the printer a little bit to compensate because the water-based and the, the eco-friendly is a little thinner. So the cure time is a little different. Um, you, but you, you set your layering about the same. Now you know the 3D printing stuff that that the quality is so much better because you can print finer line, finer levels, uh, finer layers. Sorry, couldn't think of the term there, um, and it gives you a much sharper detail. Not saying the other way is bad. I just never really liked the the PLA stuff for the fact of the way it it comes out. Now the PLA is PLA SLA whatever. I can never remember all the acronyms for it, but they're much more durable they, they definitely can handle falling on the floor a little easier for sure yeah but well the sample miniatures that you did the detail was so phenomenal just, yeah. that the regular printer and the printer that we're using is a creativity or create reality creality yeah. okay 3d ender pro so it's a good printer it's not a junk printer no it, it's good um, and it does big stuff well and it will do really nicely things like dice towers and such and some depends on the files you get too because I yeah. noticed that um, we did a test run on the dice tower and uh, Keegan bought the file so whoever created the file they didn't it wasn't completely there were some gaps and stuff in it yeah now the ones from Modifius when we printed out the called arms you bought those files there were no gaps matter yeah, of fact was those pieces probably use too much, and it's they're solid. Like yeah. the walls are solid. There's no hollow stuff. You, I don't even know if you stood on the castle pieces with the top, you probably wouldn't break it. It's literally detailed about as detailed as you're going to get with that. But that that's it. I think it depends on the files and the yeah. nozzle, but it's still not going to match what your thing does for detailed on miniature so, stuff. There's just no way. And with mine, like those stairs in the wall sections yeah I can print those hollow so I can either have them solid or I can hollow them out but in order to hollow it you have to add a drain plug because it's printing in a liquid bath you will get liquid trapped in there and if you get too much liquid trapped in there it can sure. damage it later so they recommend that you you have a drain hole and a, a, what they call a flush hole so you've got just say the the stairwell for example you would put two holes in the bottom and the nice thing with my program that I have it'll print a plug for it too so it, it when you make the hole it also includes a little plug oh nice yeah so what you do is you basically when you go to rinse it out when you're done you just take a little syringe and you inject the water or alcohol whatever you're using to clean your resins into one hole it comes out the other so it flushes the the interior part out Oh, well, that would work. Yep. Cause see, like on these castles, they're for basically 28 millimeter figures. Yeah. But the the stairwell is solid, dude. It's printed in there solid. Yeah. It's I'm watching it print, and I'm like, oh, wow. It's taking a lot, a lot of plastic. Yep. But the piece is also rock solid. I yeah. mean, it's not 
Now, to save on material, if you could do it... But see, I think that's the difference, though, is yours is printing in a bed of liquid resin. Yeah. Mine has to make something for it to stand on. Yep. So it's going to take more, in my opinion, material yeah. to print something on a PLA or SLA printer than it is for you right. to print something with a liquid resin bed. So, so there's your trade-off. Yeah, and you, know, and you, like I say, you can do larger files. Where I yeah, can't. but also, yours are more detailed. Print so. time. Your print time is long, way longer. I mean, that one piece took you, what, two days? So the bottom parts of these castles uh, took a little over two days, five hours. And I think my printer, the one bottom piece would be about four hours. Yeah. So it does take, and then you got to take into account that it's wear and tear on your machine. Yeah. It's running. Yeah. You know. You know mine I have to print with supports if you want to get it off the bed without too much problem. You gotta so, put supports on this other one too depending on what you print. Depending on what you're doing, yeah. Now supports are good regardless because one it does make it get easier to get off your print bed especially in my case where the print bed's upside down. Um, that's really nice to be able to just kind of pop that bad boy off. Plus the supports uh, you can pretty much just pinch them and they'll just pop right off the, the figure if you do it right. Well, that's cool. You know, because those walls I'm doing have a flat surface on the bottom anyway. All the supports are on the bottom. There's nothing on the miniature itself. So once it's done, you just kind of squeeze it. They, they just kind of pop off. You got little nub pieces on the bottom, little sanding paper, and you're done. You know, problem solved. Well, as long as it's easy for you to do, is what it sounds like. But I, I'm pretty impressed with the piece you showed me. So yeah. it kind of depends, you guys, what what it is you're gonna do yeah. if you're gonna do detailed stuff for the miniature world then i would get a liquid resin yeah. printer if you're gonna do big bigger bulkier yeah, items like castles, dice, towers, dice towers castles and again it depends on the file because the dice tower again it has seams it's like it wasn't all put together yeah so but the ones that we got from odiphius there you go they design games and stuff though yeah, I have zero complaints. It's absolutely, if anything, it's overkill. Yeah. But it's okay because I'd rather it be overkill yeah. than underdone. But again, it's the file. These are printed out, tabletop ready. It looks, other than some fine, well, me and you, Clint, it would bug us. Yeah. There's a few little things There's, to clean, but yeah, almost nothing really. It's the the resin is a little more cleanup involved. It's not hard, but it is a little messier because you are dealing with liquid. You're dealing with, with really watery. But see, liquid. when it dried, but, I'm betting your texture, like the well, bricks and stuff, would no, be smoother. I just meant for cleanup. It's, yeah. It's because you know what, whatever I have in the print bed can be poured back in the bottle or filtered into another bottle. Cause really, you shouldn't put it in the same container. But I'm having to right now because I only have the one container. But because um, you can contaminate the the print bed stuff. Um, I guess what I would say, we've seen both printers in action now. We kind of know what's involved with both types of printer. Yep. So the one thing I guess that we'll definitely want to ask you guys to take away from this conversation is simply research it. Figure out what you're going to print, like you're saying. The one can do bigger, one can do smaller. The detail in one is better, but it can't do bigger. It just depends. And there are some big liquid resin 3D printers, but then you're paying money. And then when I mean money, I mean thousands. You know, yeah. you're talking industrial quality there versus home quality. 
price-wise, they are not much different price. Mine was a little more expensive, but I got mine on sale, so it was about the same price as the the Creality was. Um, two to three hundred dollars for a three D printer, either resin or non, you know, SLA, whatever, for PLA is a good price. I'm sorry, it it is. But you really you want to buy name first of all. You want to do your research. You want to find out what everyone's using. What are people's reviews? What are they? What do they like? What do they dislike? Um, then you want to see what people are buying, what people are printing, and YouTube is a great source for that. Uh, there's a lot for both. Um, then start making your decisions from there. That's why I told Keegan not to buy anything right away until we can kind of figure out what to do. The software is going to take some time to learn because the software for my printer is completely different from the software for your printer. And we're yeah. both using open source software. You're, you're using what, Cura? Yeah, and, I'm using the free version. Yeah, I mean, and it, it's a paid, they're paid version, I think like yeah. 150 bucks. Yeah, so Cura is a beautiful open source program. I use Chudabox, which is a beautiful open source program. And I, I'll tell you right now, I will stick with Chudabox. I mean, that, that's plain and simple. From what I've dealt with Cura, Cura's not bad, don't get me wrong. Chudabox is so much easier to use. So, and I can use Chudabox to do your PLA stuff. I could. But Chudabox is really kind of designed for the resin printers because you've got more control over your settings. You, um, I have bed height and bed speeds. So, the bed height is the how far the bed goes up out of the liquid, how fast it comes up. Because you are submerging the bed in liquid, you know, like anything else, if you dunk a paintbrush in paint, you know, a thick paint can, and you pull that brush out, it creates vacuum and suction. So when you're printing something on that print bed, if the bed comes up too fast, it could pull all that off the bed, and then your print's ruined. Yeah. And because the the printer, the print bed is sitting inside this vat of liquid, you're almost a third of the way through the print before you even see the print on the print bed. So you don't know if it's failing or not until you're about a third of the way through. Plus, I, you're using so little resin, it doesn't matter. But it is a good way to keep from contaminating your your you know your print medium there's a lot of little things that people I think don't realize with 3d printing that you got to know you guys have to deal with the temperature on the nozzle you have to make sure things yep. don't gum up you've had it where they it gums up and you got to clean it and you got to yep. clear all that out and you know you got to take the jam out of it and sometimes it doesn't feed the spool right they all have their own quirks you know, man they all do yeah and it's really know your quirk uh, I said also I'm, I'm doing some online courses that I paid for actual courses courses on some of this to learn how to use things uh, and that's just to learn to use the free software it's well, worth that's paying, a good idea because you know? honestly you guys some of this stuff is like unless you have time like we're, we've got hectic schedules yeah. so I don't know about you guys but for me I already got enough stress one the job and there's you know things you got to do family wise and then you know things happening in the world and in the area around you just everything is stress 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 so yeah. trying to find time to be left alone yeah and learn is hard to do anymore yeah. so if you could take courses because like i know kira for instance enough to slice products but i don't know how to 3d design something i want to be able to design yeah. my own object and that's why I want to learn Blender. And I bought a course that yep. teaches me how to use Blender. Because Blender is a 3D design and animation program. You can create STL files from it. Now, 
is it probably the best for STL files? Probably not. So I may have to look at another software to import the STL file into, or I may just find another software that's worth spending the money. But like some of the professional ones, like the 3D form or whatever it's called, I'm not paying $600 a year for it. Oh, I don't yeah. own a I business. Mean, I If you're making thousands a year or something now, yeah. you can. I mean, I sometimes people get lucky and they make something and they sell you know, a yeah. ton of stuff. But ours is more first to make stuff for ourselves. And yep. then, I mean, I would like to be able to make at least enough money to cover the cost of yeah, making our own exactly. things. Like, I didn't think the one object I designed is going to, you know, make me a millionaire. It might. But it did yeah. sell enough to cover the $30 for the mold yep. and the $30 for that. Now, I had to sell a few more. I only sold them like 5 bucks each. Yeah. Because people have to pay for shipping. You guys got to remember that. Yeah. So, you know, there's just some price points where they go, well, geez, all total, like, I've got to pay $10. I'm not doing it for that. Yeah. And you can't blame them. So, yep. uh, I didn't. I, well, I don't know. I got my money's back, and I thought that was worth it, and another bottle set of resin. So yep. now I'm ahead of the game. I have my own piece for gaming, yep. and I have some extra resin. Now I can just make whatever. It's all been paid for. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of why I wanted to mold, silicone mold, a lot of the objects, because you just mix it, pour it, walk away from it, let it cure. Yep. You know? And so... I don't want to strain my machine, nor do I want to have to boot up the computer every time I need to, you know, do something. Now, granted, I can keep the files on a, a zip drive or whatever, you know, and just... And mine, I can... Now, my machine, I can actually hook it into my network, and I can just send the files to it from the computer, which is beautiful. But I'm not at that point yet where I can set that up to do that. That'll sure. be nice. But again, I'm not doing manufacturing with my 3D printer. I'm doing design with it casting in, in silicone and then mold making from there. I think mixing from two is the smarter move. There might be just a slight bit more cost involved and a little longer time to make a piece, but I'm selling stuff I've already made, so it's not like I'm print to demand at that point, I guess yeah. is to say. I, I don't feel personally print to demand is, is good because one, you could run through a bad batch of resin. You could have a bunch that aren't working. Now your your two to three day turnaround time might be a week while you wait for resin to come in. Or something happens with the machine, now it's not working. C casting in a silicone mold, the mold's there. Eventually the mold wears out after what, a thousand prints or a thousand copies? Uh, after a, you know, yeah, a long At least time. a few hundred. And you've got the resin, you just mix the resin. You know, if you make three to five, go back to the terrain so maybe I, I make a set of five terrain pieces if I make three to five of those put them up for sale when I get down to two make three to five more yeah so I've got always got something if they don't sell right away you don't have a bunch of it sitting around you only got a few uh, you may get an order for ten but if you list it for only five that's you're not gonna key. get an order for ten that's the key if someone wants more they can email you and say hey can you do ten of these yes I can it's gonna take me a week because I'm gonna have to cast these you know that's I think the smart way to do it so we're gonna throw customer service into this because really if you can work with your customer they're gonna buy from you they're gonna buy from you again they're gonna tell your friends so we'll word-of-mouth advertising I mean you want to do some advertising advertising because that's just the way it works but it like you said we're trying to make enough money to support it not make millions of dollars 
at my, this point, no. You know, we my, can't, no, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to a million dollars. That might happen <laughs> But realistically, but yeah. If I can save money building my own terrain, and we can have a lot of fun gaming, and we can certainly post the crap out of the stuff we make on our terrain in our videos and on the Facebook page and everything else, and, you know, then that's free advertising anyway. I just can't see, uh, you know, if it gets to where we're making enough money on sales that we have to get more production, we'll just make more molds. Maybe hire another person to help cast molds. You know, I mean, I'm sorry, the silicone's not that expensive. It's not hard to make. If it gets to where we really have to, to do a lot of casting with stuff, worst case scenario, we'll take some of the designs, I'll throw them into the, the forge, into the, the clay, the, the Petra bond that I have, and I'll just go ahead and, and heat up some aluminum and we'll make aluminum pieces. Then we'll just kind of polish them and I've now got a solid aluminum blank that I can cast a million freaking resin molds from, yeah. you know, silicone molds from, without losing detail or anything. Um, well, that's only because silicone starts to tear when yeah, you pull it does, molds you know, out. Especially when you're constantly flexing it all the time. It dries out. It's, you know, you can, you can I don't want to say oil it, but you can add stuff, cover the silicone and stuff to help keep it moist, keep it conditioned. But eventually, flexing and bending to try to get stuff, eventually the silicone is going to just break. It, it's the same as a piece of paper. If you keep folding a piece of paper over and over again, eventually it will pop apart. It's just going to happen. The best so, thing to do, I think, is when you get a piece of resin that's cured, and you look at it and go, wow, this is how I want the model to look, you put that piece away. Yeah. So when the mold goes bad, you have a piece that you can yeah. make another mold of that's exactly, exactly what you want. So. And that's mine. There's some stuff you could spray in there to keep them soft. Yeah. I think I bought some, but you know what? I have some molds in my drawer it's, that have been in there for a year that I... Yeah. I forgot, you know, you and don't... keeping them out of the light, keeping them from sunlight. Yeah, yeah. Because that dries them out. Yeah, I mean, so there's ways to do it. And then, then it doesn't involve us using an expensive machine or worrying about this or that. We don't even need the computer to do that. You just, we mix and cast. So really, I think, I truthfully think that eventually we can get to a point where it's self-sustaining and that's what we're doing. We're yep. just casting and selling and we don't have to worry about it we're going to be oh god how are we going to ship this or you know oh this has to, you know, who's doing the post office run today you know that's uh, the easy one you know that's what's going to be the worry about here eventually is what i'm hoping to get to that point and all we do in the morning is get up make coffee go spend half a day designing more stuff to sell to put on the website doing the test prints and it's our stuff so there's you're not stepping on anybody's toes you're not copywriting yeah. anything else you're not you know well that's the key people thing people can't there. get butthurt about something you made because it's yours well and today people yeah things get stretched out of control sometimes that looks like something I may or may yeah. not have thought of yeah none of that that's just at the point where if you can design it yourself it's yours and yeah. you've got the paperwork at home showing you designed it I mean it's it is what it is. And so, like the pieces I made, there's no other pieces like nope, that. Those Clint can are... tell me. He's never run across nothing like some of them tank traps I made. Yep. I've never seen nothing like yeah. that. So, they're they're unique. But then again, they're unique to us. It's yep. not. So, with, with the printing and, and such, a lot of it is, in a nutshell, figure out what you want to print. Um, and then find the printer that's appropriate for what yep. you're going to do. 
And if you plan on selling, then you've got to take into consideration cost. Yeah. And for right now, you know, I don't know. Do the best. Do the best research yeah. you can. Is all I can say. We're we're we got two ends of the spectrum going yeah. now, and we're learning, literally learning as we go. I've I've got some resources that have been helping me with stuff that have been great resources. You know, and just from Facebook groups, um, asking questions, whatnot. Oh, you guys want to ask us questions? We'll answer what we can. You know. Yeah, Again, we answer questions on other stuff people ask. Yeah. So I mean, the only thing we're real experts on is a lot of the gaming stuff. But, you know, we're beginners. Sometimes getting advice from a beginner is good because then you maybe know what to do or not to do. And that's why I always reach out to people about, hey, did you do this or right? Well, they're like, well, do this, but watch out for this. I always had a problem with this or, you know, this. And It's like what I'm doing with building the RCs and stuff. I've got the resources. I'm slowly building my own. I've got not a ton of money into it, and I, I can build it the way I want. So the cost is going to be friendlier, I guess you could say. And I'm gonna have a lot of fun with it. I mean, when we were running the RCs, that was a blast. I, I'm sorry, that was just a lot of fun. And those were pretty much the stock out of the box RCs. Yeah, we should. We could probably tell you a secret. Our commute was to drive out somewhere to use yeah. the RCs. So, so we're we, we are doing a commute episode now. Yes, but yeah. it was it was to do it was it, to. Uh, we, we needed a, a break. Yeah, to be honest, I had to get out and do yeah, something. I I drug Greg along because one I didn't. I haven't had a chance to test that used one I bought, and it, it performed amazingly. I understand why people like it. And it was just fun to spend, what, we were an hour, hour and 15 minutes It was just hiking. nice to get away as friends and do something. Yeah, so... We don't really get a chance, really, to hang out much all the time, but... I'm definitely going to feel like tweeting, though. Oh, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, a bit, they're a bit they're dusty. They're a bit dusty, but that was still doing the burnouts. I'm sorry, mine's going to get dusty doing the burnouts and the donuts. Dang, that was cool. We'll, we'll have to do a show on our yeah, stuff I, too. Yeah, I want to now because it is a hobby. In touching on that, so I'm working on the the laser system that come with the tanks because I've been finding the the individual kits and the guys at the RC hobby shop who sell the tanks told me where to go to look for the laser components, the sensors, the laser, the the so this is the chipware, and then he told me how to build the rotary for the the turret because you're not using the tank turret. Uh, if we want to put them onto the RCs like we want. So at this point, we can design a housing with the 3D printer, 3D print a housing that holds the sensor on top, has a rotating barrel assembly in the bottom for the laser, and then you just drop it into your RC and strap it down. Now we've got RCs with laser tag units, for better lack of better term, the infrared tag units, and we can do battle buggies. So we can just armor up our RCs like Mad Max vehicles and... And go to town. And just go to town. And, and print what you need to put yeah, on them. Yeah. Print the pieces we need, and God knows I could print some really nasty armor for the front of an RC car. Because they make bumper files out there for just general generic RC bumper files. And you just modify or you make pieces to add to those files. Um, a lot of the RC bumpers and stuff, they're pretty generic, similar design. There's not a lot of offshoot to it, so it's really yeah. easy to make stuff that you can attach to it like ram plates and whatever and you know honestly you don't want to go smashing your rcs around into each other but really a bump uh flipping one over not the end of the world they can handle it they're pretty durable yeah they were i was pretty impressed today so, uh, but what well, that's the thing if you got a printer you can now here's the other thing you're talking about printing them for your rc cars yeah. I've seen some of the people on YouTube who know far more than we do 
they print their own printer pieces. Yeah. Yeah, they, they build their own. <laughs> so, literally, they print their own replacement parts, uh, except yep. for the Certain ones things. that run on, like, the wheels. you, you yeah. got to order the wheels. But they literally print yeah. all the other stuff. Or upgrade parts. And they upgrade parts. And some of it, uh, one guy I just seen the other day, I was going through some of the videos, it's all like a purple... All of his parts he did in purple. Yeah. So he has all these custom effects on his 3D printer. Now it looks fancy yep. pants, you know. So you can do that, too, and save money in the long run. And you can yeah. make it how you want it. Uh, 3D printers are are a lot cheaper now than they were before. But I would stay away from, you know, the $50 I've seen printers forty nine dollars. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I, I think you're gonna get burned on that. I think you might get a printer too out of it, but yeah. I think you'll be. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that becomes for for a beginner. I think that becomes more frustrating than anything else. Yeah. Um, invest in one. Research and invest. Two, two to five hundred dollars is not wasted money. I've never seen any printers in that range that were really a waste of money. I'm not saying you don't get a bad printer every now and then. Something's not built right. Something, well, you get any new you know, car. You get anything. Here, anything. Yeah. You buy a brand new car, drive it off the lot, and you could blow the engine because somebody forgot to put oil in it. You know, we I mean, that's a company that towed cars. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, that's not the most realistic analogy, but really, that's the point. I had. Really? Wow. You I just had. just got a, cut off. That yeah. person just made a left. In front of us from the right-hand lane. Yep. We're in the left-hand lane. We stopped. They're in the right-hand lane next to us on the right of the vehicle. Yep. And they made a left in front of us. But they thought it was okay because they had their wow. turn signal on. I'm like, what the? Jeez. So. So that's the interesting thing we're trying yeah. to do. So a good example I was going to say. The 2003 Escort that I bought, brand new from the dealership. Uh, four months down the road, the ignition coil burned out. Now, granted, it was covered under warranty. But, you know, new things fail. So that, you know, you just never know. Just get what you can afford yeah. without bankrupting yourself. You know, don't... And if you put yourself in a bind, then you're not going to enjoy it either. So And bigger is not always better. I'll, no. I'll admit that. I bought a bigger one to start with only because I knew I was going to do multiple prints at one time. So the printer I have has a smaller version. And a lot of people start with that smaller version. And that smaller version... Really, that smaller version is only $299 new. I mean, really, that's not bad. And Although, it, it would not have done what you knew you were going to do with it. So, it that's just, the case. It you would knew be, you were doing yeah, I, I researched it and I knew, well, it, it did help that the bigger one was on sale. I mean, I, I bought the bigger one for the price of the smaller one. Because it just came out, there was a 48-hour sale on Amazon. I, I it well, just... These people stop, sorry. Yep. No, you're fine. Um, so, I mean... I got lucky. Let's put it that way. You get deals like that. But I knew what I was looking for. So would I have bought it if it had been the regular price? I might not have bought the bigger one. You know, I might have just stuck with the smaller one and, and upgraded to it. But then I'd had two printers at some point. Yeah. You know, well, which is not always a bad thing. But No, because when you start making pieces and start selling them, you're going to probably need more than that anyways. Yeah. And I knew what direction I wanted to go. Plus, I wanted to be able to print bigger things. I can print really big files on my stuff. It just has to be split into small parts. Well, that's okay. I mean, again, it boils down to get what you think you're going to use it yep. for. Go from there, but do your research. 
Um, and try to do it smart as you can. That's all you can do. One, one of the guys I watched, and I don't know his name, but I was just watching his little background story was basically, he was basically a younger guy. He bought a printer, and his printing business took off so good that now he's got about 20 of them running all the time yeah. doing orders. Now, but what he did is he kept working and then reinvested his money that he made yep. to where now he's not work. Well, his job is running right. his prints. Right. Yep. And so that's cool because if you can do something from your home, yeah, why not? But yeah. that doesn't mean that everybody that starts is gonna is gonna do that. So that's all we can tell you: research, research, research. Yep. And, and there, there are courses about getting a business started with three D printing. But bear in mind with that, that's an eighty nine dollar course. So while it might be good information, is it worth investing eighty nine dollars in? You know. Well, I might down the road, but and I paid you know one hundred twenty nine dollars for my three D printing course, but that's five and a half hour lessons with tests. It, it's it's an actual university course. The same with my blender course that I, I got on sale. That's why I bought the blender one for thirty dollars. But it's a hundred thirty dollar course. I got it at a stupid sale, and I just kept it. I never got around to it. But that's an open source software that does three D design. I could design. 3D, you know, animation if I wanted. You know, that's something we could use for the gaming group later on down the road, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the courses are a good deal, like, whatever you can do to learn. Um, you gotta remember, if it's gonna be a business, you gotta check your local business laws. Yeah. What they allow you to do if you gotta collect tax or any of this other stuff. Yeah. But with any business, it boils down to keeping track of your receipts and what you're doing. And as long as you've got all that together, you got to remember, starting out, you you don't know. You yeah, could get you very lucky, and some people do. And other people work at it for years and never get past, you know, you know a very small. And you don't have to have a business degree. You don't have to spend a lot of no, money. I, business. Look at Rich, for example. Rich never took business courses. He was an accountant. He just understands money. He figured out the rest. Didn't well, need to go to school for now. Granted, he went to school for he accounting. Was, he was accountant, so he got he, it. Yeah, so but. there was some. I'm sure there was some business element to it, but he didn't take a small business management course or anything. He just figured it out on his own. You know, he started that game shop in 2008 during a recession and a massive flood. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's 2021 now. That game shop is going super strong. We've never had a game shop in this city last as long as his. Never. We've had hobby shops last as long as his or longer, but never a game shop. No game shop has ever lasted more than 10 years in this city. Well, he's built a following, and that's yep. what you would have to do, too, is build a following. That's what we would we try to do. But, I don't know, printing, you got to enjoy it, too. So Yeah. I, I like learning. But eventually, it'll become kind of second nature, and I'll know how to set things. Yep. And that's great. But that's where the fun part's going to be, the design. Start making our own stuff. And, that's what I want to do. And that's, 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 I'd like to have our stuff out there. I guess if we're going to leave a legacy or something behind to remember us by, I want it to be gaming related. I want it to be enriching the gaming community, I guess you could say. Well, more, because you leave behind something fun. Yeah. People have fun gaming. Yeah. They're like, oh, these miniatures are from so-and-so because these are so awesome and blah, 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 you know. Yeah. Or the thing I also want to do is the miniatures that we build for the games, don't get me wrong, the, the, pre-created stuff from the, the the game companies like Battlefront their terrain is awesome 
I, I will not say their train sucks. Their train is awesome, and we've reviewed their train, and you've showed a lot of stuff. The problem I have with their train is one house, one little house, is $35. Yep, and it's costing them and, two bucks to make it. Yeah. <laughs> now, I understand they have to pay somebody to make it. They have to buy the materials. They have to ship it. They have to make a box and package it. I totally get that they have overhead cost. They're I, still making a killing. And they're still making profit. They still make roughly a 40% profit. You know, that's great. I don't want to spend $35 for a small house. I want to put this house on eBay or Etsy for like 12 or 15 bucks and have people go, oh, hell, I'll take two of those for that price. Yeah. You so know. I was selling mine for five to seven bucks. You know, yeah. And everybody else's at the time, the year before, was like 12 15 $25, depending on what style it was. So... Uh, but the one thing I didn't, I made a mistake on is I had to get a box, which you would know that, and then the wrapping, yep. and then your tape. So yep. that actually does cost more. So say you sell something for $5, but it costs you $3 to make it and a dollar to pack it. You're only making a buck. Yeah. Now, when you do that, you've got to sell. But, but that's the thing. You Just look at the cost involved. But I, for me, I, for us, like he said, it's we're doing it to make our own train and then yeah we're, we're going to branch out and do other stuff yeah. but primarily if you had 30 bucks in resin Clint, which you do you would look how many pieces of train you oh, can yeah, make I my, can, my god you could knock out a ton knock and, out a table you know yeah. my printer tells me what each piece of resin costs yeah print. that's what's cool I it like that you know I just go in and tell it the milliliters I'm using and the, the price I'm estimating it at for my basically my cost and it calculates it for me so you know, there's my guide for material cost for resin. Uh, maybe packing tape, for example. Let's just say we'll take a roll of packing tape. I'll, I'll look at what's Walmart's price for a roll of packing tape, and I'll estimate that I can package 20 boxes with that roll of packing tape. I'll divide that. You know, you kind of got to estimate, and then yeah. that's my cost for the material. What's the cardboard going to take? In most cases, cardboard I just find it. It's free, so. Yeah, you, well, know, you can buy the boxes for about seventy cents. You could, the yeah. Ones. And, and, and then you do that, but you know, bubble mailers and anything like that. So really, yeah, it's it's like how much is it gonna? So you want to look at. Well, I look at it this way: if if I build six pieces of terrain and I sell that terrain for thirty dollars, you know, my cost for each piece of terrain is probably sorry about that, guys. Yeah, my, my phone is phone. synced to the truck. Uh, my piece that, you know, my cost on the train is minimal, but then when I start adding it, I'm going to make profit on $30 for five pieces of train. But you're going to get five pieces of train for 30 bucks. Yeah. You know. Well, there's all sorts of things to it, like we said uh, over and over. Research it. Figure out what you want to do. If you want to do 3D print, a lot of people have a 3D printer just to make things for themselves and have fun. And that's that's perfectly acceptable. You should be able to have yeah. some fun. So. so, then another side of it. You, if you're designing, you can sell your STL files. There are a lot of websites that sell STL files. You can buy STL files yep. for a quarter. You can pay five or six bucks. I bought one, that, that giant bridge castle thing I was telling you about that I want to build for 28 millimeter. Yeah. Do you know what the STL file cost for me? I don't know. You, you might want to sit down for this. It was 75 cents. I know, three quarters. That's a lot, you know. Wow. 75 cents for a 28 millimeter Castle. The thing is, probably, I'm going to guess, oh, it's a foot and a half tall, at least. 
I mean, it's huge, and it'll be a great terrain piece once I get it printed. I just have to break it down to fit my, my printer. So it's in six pieces that it prints normally, but it's too big for my print bed. I'm going to have to break it down into 12 pieces and glue that. Well, still, it's going to be cheaper for you to do it that way well, than to try to buy a piece like that, which would set you back 100 bucks or more. So the roof section that I couldn't print because it was just a little too big, it's still estimated that roof section at, are you ready for this? 46 cents for me to print. Okay. So it really, you know, and this is not something I'll print and sell because it's somebody else's STL file. And even though I bought it, I don't have the right to sell it. I, I, I don't, Well, you bought you it know, for personal use. I bought it because it's awesome and that's we'll, the thing we'll with, use it. with the printers is you can buy all these files you want from wherever you want and make and print something you want. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people out there with great ideas to put them into. That's what we've got to do is work on the creative end as far yes. as making it. But we're about done with our destination. So yeah. So we're going to wrap we, this up. I got a show. Yeah, so. it was good. Well, I got the show to do in 40 minutes. Oh, yeah. Uh, the live show. Back. I was, so, I, yeah. Yeah, I'll jump in on that when I get back home. And, and we'll chit-chat on that. So yeah, you guys on a Sunday, join us. Yeah. For sure. Four o'clock central time. Um, and to have some fun. Anything else there, Quint? No, there we should probably more. wrap this here. Yeah. All right. Well, like us, follow us, leave us comments, send us questions. You can send it to gamerswithcoffee at gmail.com. Uh, we do have a website, gamerswithcoffee.com. Yep. There's links up there for wherever you need to find us at. We're pretty much everywhere. Instagram, TikTok, wherever. Facebook, you can find us. Same name, yep. same bad channel. Oh, wait, Pretty that's much. a different show. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, we'll see you guys later, Clint. Yeah, have all a right. good one. All right, bye.